Welcome to Dog Food TV, another installment. Happy Friday to you on Friday the 13th. I'm feeling real Halloweenish right now, so you know I got the I got the strong orange vibes going. Uh, you may notice a little bit difference um, backdrop on the set, so try to liven it up um, and all of that. So hope hope that that uh, has a little bit more um, coziness and, and sports related feel to the show. Uh, before we get started. This is uh, the 49ers week, so I went into the little vault here. I got a little old game day program. Some of you might remember that. Uh, this is uh, Cleveland, 49ers edition, Cleveland versus San Francisco, November 15th, 1981, Candlestick Park. Uh, I believe they won that game, and I think um, your guy right there picked off Montana at the end, I'm almost certain of that. I think that was that game. But nonetheless, this is 49ers week. Fast forward to 2023. And uh, Browns are going into that game a little bit banged up. Deshaun Watson isn't going to play. But um, it's not as much of a match m- matchup mismatch as some would have you believe. So let's um, let's take a look real quick. I want to I want to look at Brock Purdy the defenses that he that he's faced in this uh, I think he's 12 or 13 and something like that. So let's start with 2022. He played the 24th ranked Dolphins, the 13th ranked Buccaneers, the 25th ranked Seahawks, the 7th ranked Commanders, the 26th ranked Raiders, the 31st ranked Cardinals. And then these last two I believe are playoff games, the 25th ranked Seahawks and then the 6th ranked Dallas Cowboys. So two times in 2022, he went up against a top 10 defense. Um, let's take a look at what happened against the, well, we can start with the Cowboys first. That was a playoff game. And in that game, the score of that game was 19 to 12. And, you know, I, from what I remember about watching this game, both defenses did their thing, but Dak Prescott threw uh, two interceptions, I believe. Yeah, he went 23 or 37, 206 yards, two interceptions. The 49ers ran for 113 yards. Brock Purdy went 19 or 29 with 214 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, So that game was 9-6 at the half, 49ers. And, again, they just kind of pulled away at the end, uh, 19-12. And so – Definitely both defenses um, did their thing in that one. But uh, Brock, Brock Purdy didn't make the mistakes that Dak Prescott makes. And that's one thing that I would say is his strength is that he can read coverage and that he doesn't he doesn't make mistakes. He do, He's not going to give the game away. He allows the defense and his weapons to, you know, pretty much do the jobs that they need to do. And his job is not to turn the ball over. So if we look at the <clears throat> the game that was a regular season game against the 49ers, that was 37 to 20. That game was scoreless in the first quarter. It was tied at seven at halftime. And then the 49ers really just, just put their foot on the gas in that one. Um, the 49ers rushed for 153 yards, two touchdowns. The commanders only rushed for 79 yards. And... Uh, let's see, they threw for 
the Commanders threw for 270. The 49ers threw for uh, 218. Look like net passing yards there. Uh, Brock Purdy went 15 to 22, 234 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Look like the Commanders played Heineke, Heineke and Wentz, so they had a two quarterback situation going on. But again. The defense, the commander's defense played well. They just didn't get a lot of help from the from the offense. And if we go to 2023 real quick, before we get into the actual matchup, we're going to make the prediction and everything in this video. But uh, 2023, he played the 19th ranked Steelers, the 18th ranked Rams, the 29th ranked Giants, the 27th ranked Cardinals, and the 7th ranked Dallas Cowboys. Dallas was missing one of their top corners. Y'all saw that game. We, we don't even need to break that down. They got destroyed in that game. But this week, he's playing against the number one team against the run, number one team against the pass, and the number one defense overall. Regardless of who your quarterback is, that's going to give you a shot. Because as you see, they haven't faced a defense even remotely close like that. The closest defense that they would have played like that would have been the uh, looks like that would have been the commanders. They were 11th against the run, 4th against the pass, number 7 overall. Now, the Cowboys were 22nd against the run and 8th against the pass, and they were 6th overall. Again, maybe that has something to do with the amount of points they were giving up, something like that. But, again, that that's not, that's not really um, the same. And even if you look at this year, the Cowboys this season – are 21st against the run and second against the pass for seventh overall. So not really, you know, not really dominant defenses. The commanders were close, but they didn't have really the offense the whole season to help them out. So going into this game here, the Browns obviously are going to be starting a backup quarterback. And if you have a number one defense you just need a quarterback to do what Brock Purdy's been doing. Not making any mistakes, not turning the ball over. P.J. Walker, I don't know a lot about him. Um, I know he played a few games last season. Uh, this is a new team, new scheme, new system. I would feel a lot better about it if they had Chubb. Obviously, Chubb is out for the season. So it's really going to come down to play calling and the field position game. And hopefully the defense is able to confuse Purdy, get some pressure on him, uh, maybe get a couple of strip sacks and scoop that up for a touchdown. I, I, I do think in order for the Browns to have a chance, they're either going to need to hold them to single digits in points, the defense, or they're going to need to score two touchdowns to help out the offense. Based on those scenarios, you know, it's, it's going to be tough because the 49ers also have a top five defense. So the Browns may be able to hold serve with them in the first half. But the offense is definitely going to need to not get behind the eight ball in the field position game. And they are not going to be able to turn the ball over. They've been talking about ball security. They're going to have to hold on to the ball. So with that being said, let's um, let's go ahead and try to get into this. Prediction. Let's look at the dog food terror alert meter real quick. And um, if I had to make a prediction, we're we going to put Brock, Brock, Brock Purdy's dog food alert in the uh, drive through or takeout meter 
range, which would be in that blue or yellow area, because I, I do think that they're going to be able to mix up some of the some of the schemes, some of the coverage, get some pressure on him because, he again, he hasn't really seen um, a pass rush of this nature. I mean, obviously, the Steelers have T.J. Watt, but that was week one. They may have still been working out the kinks, things of that nature. And then I know that the commanders, I mean, you saw what the commanders did. They was able to keep that game 7-7 at the half in 2022. And they have a solid defensive line as well. So that that is definitely a um, advantage for the Browns um, in terms of their defensive line and what they should be able to do from a pressure standpoint. Hopefully these, th- those pressures are able to generate and obviously losses of, of yardage and, and, uh, and turnovers. So if we had to make a prediction, here's, here's the problem. The 49ers have a top five defense, but their offense is also clicking. That's really the main difference in this game is that offensively they are clicking. And if we had to look at uh, top offenses for this season, uh, the San Francisco 49ers are number two in team offense. The Cleveland Browns are number 30 in team offense. That is a problem. That's the problem right there. That's really the matchup right there in a nutshell because the 49ers have an elite defense and they have an elite offense. The 49ers are number seven in passing offense and they are number three in rushing offense. The Browns will give themselves a chance if they are able to hold them. Looks like they average 156 yards a game on the ground. 49ers, 156.4. They're able to cut that in half. So that'll be somewhere in the uh, 77s, somewhere like that, because now you're putting them in 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 longer um, passing situations. So you definitely have to eliminate the run game. You're going to have to do that. If they if they can't eliminate the run game, they're not going to have a chance. If they can eliminate the run game. Um, I definitely think that because if they eliminate the pass game, in the run game, the, the 49ers are able to move the ball. Eventually, that's going to open up the pass game. So um, they're going to have to shut down the run game and, and make Brock Purdy do something that he really hasn't done, and that's make mistakes, make the wrong reads. So, uh, and I know Batonio is hurt. Obviously, Watson is out. So as much as I think they have a chance, like I, I do think they have a chance in this game, the I the offense just hasn't shown me enough to where I could pick them to win this game. So unfortunately, with that being said, I got the Browns losing this game to fall to two and three. Now, we did this in the last video, but let's just do it real quick. Let's take a look at the Browns remaining schedule. If they lose to the 49ers. That'll put them at two and three. So that's five games. It's a 17-game season. So you got 12 games left. You're going to need to at least get to 10 wins to even have a shot to win the division. I think 12 is really the sweet spot. You need to win 12 games. 
So if there's 12 games left after week six, that would mean that they would have to go 10 and two to get to 12 wins. Uh, 12 wins would put them at, um, what's that? They would be two and three. So that'll put them at um, 14 and three. I don't know if they're going 14 and three. I can't, I'm sorry, 12 and uh, 12 and five. I don't know if they're going 12 and five, but I think it's possible because obviously the Ravens, that's going to be a tough one. And I'm going to go ahead and say that the Seahawks is going to be a tough one. Maybe we'll throw the, um, the Jaguars in there. So if those was three losses, so that'll put you at nine and three and then nine and three plus two and three, that'll put you at 11 and six. You're in, you're, you're in striking different distance to win the division, but I will say you're probably going to have to win the, the rest of your division games. Cause right now you're one and two, you lost to the Steelers, you lost to the Ravens, you beat the Bengals. So you're going to need to go four and two to win the division. I think three and three, you, you're probably putting yourself more in that wild card area because how many NFC games do they have left? They got the, Bears, the Rams, and the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. So you got four, five non-conference games, including the um, 49ers game coming up. So even if they lose this game to fall to two and three, outside of the Seahawks and the Ravens game, all of these games are winnable, assuming, assuming you have a healthy Deshaun Watson that comes back and I'm thinking he comes back probably around week eight because they don't, they don't need him to beat the Colts. The Colts are playing with a backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew. So that's an away game, but it's not that far. So even if you split the next two games, which will put you at three and four, no, they're two and three. They lost they're two and two. They lost to the 49ers. They put them at three, two and three. And so you, you had three and three at week seven. If you get to three and three after week seven, that's 500. You come back with a healthy Deshaun Watson. You are in prime position. And, you know, let's just call it what it is. Let's just say on paper, that's a win. 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 You know, the, the, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Jaguars, I mean, they're in a good spot. So all you Browns fans out there, no need, no need to be pessimistic. There's no, the sky isn't falling. Yeah, it's an unfavorable situation to have to go with three quarterbacks in a season again. But I think once you get to week eight, you should start to see a little bit more momentum because the offense should be coming around by that point. And then around week 11 or 12, that'll be a full 16-game season for Deshaun Watson if you include the last six games. So, again, they're, they're right where they need to be with a, with a number one defense, with a, a top three overall defense. I think the top three defenses in the league are the, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Browns. So as long as they maintain that top three pace, they will be fine. Now, uh, the Ravens actually have to play the – um, Titans 
this week. And I think that that's a bad matchup for them because they always have problems with the Titans. If I remember correctly, the Titans knocked them out the playoffs when they were wherever they were that year, 14 and two or whatever they were. I believe the Titans knocked them out the playoffs. They, they usually have issues with the Titans. So I, I do think the Titans may be able to walk away with a win in that game. Uh, the Steelers this week, they are on by, so nothing for them there. And the Bengals have the Seahawks, which the Seahawks have a solid defense. So you're looking at a situation where even if you lose against the Steelers, the rest of the AFC, or I'm, I'm sorry, even if you lose against the 49ers, the rest of the AFC North may lose too, which that'll be ideal. So we'll see how it go. Again, unfortunately, I got the Browns losing to the 49ers, um, you know, but Again, the the most important thing you want is a healthy Deshaun Watson. You know, real quickly, just to end it on this, there was a team that in week 14 um, lost their starting quarterback and had to run the backup quarterback for the rest of the season. They was able to win the division, but they were trying to go on a deep playoff run. But they was able to make it to the Super Bowl and ultimately win the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. They also had a top 10 defense, and that didn't hurt. I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. You probably already knew that. The Browns, if that would have happened to them in week 14, I think the media would have stymied any momentum the team might have had with the backup to sow doubt, sow dissension, and all of that. And it just goes to show that just because you got a backup quarterback in there, that doesn't mean anything, especially when you have a top 10 defense. They play the games for a reason. And you know, maybe Kevin Stefanski will figure figure out what he needs to do offensively. You know, now that he doesn't have a quarterback where the whole playbook is open, maybe this is an opportunity for him to get a little bit more focused into the playbook and figure out what is, if you get down to the simplest form, what works with the weapons that I have. And when Deshaun Watson comes back, there's no need to change that. You can put a little window dressing on it to make it a little more complex, but I do think they need to simplify a little bit of what they do based on the personnel that they have. You can be physical. and There's nothing wrong with winning physical football games with a number one defense. But that'll do it for this installment of Dog Food TV, sponsored by Dog Food Store, www.dogfoodstore.com. You already know if you're a Browns fan, that's spelled D-A-W-G. And, um, yeah, so watch that game on Sunday, see how it go. Hopefully they can pull the upset. But um, stay away from the negativity. Keep it positive. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Friday. And we'll catch y'all on the next one.